racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. On the back of an unbelievable night of Greyhound Racing, the launching pad is underway at Sandown Park. We're looking ahead now to the future, and I'm joined by my co-host once again, who will soon just be the outright host. That's just how good his tipping was on the show last week. Jason Adams, how are you going, mate? You, you absolutely smashed it last week. Well, thanks, Jim. Great to be back. And I know you mentioned last week that you got to tip nine winners to make your return back on the show. Didn't it get nine? but had a fair dip. So it was a good night. And how fierce was the pressure, Jim? You mentioned how hot the racing was. Just that intensity early on was just through the roof, wasn't it? It was great racing. And I was only tongue-in-cheek saying nine, mate. I, I reckon three or four. If you could tip <laughs> realistically three or four winners a meeting, you're going better than the average. What you end up with, I reckon at least seven or eight. You, you put on a bit of a clinic, really. Um, I'd have to double check. It oh, Jase, don't. That, somewhere around six. <laughs> no, nah, exactly. Just me Come under, on, mate. underprepared, which isn't uncommon. <laughs> no, nah, that's it, mate. But good <laughs> to see you got away to a to a flying start. It, it was a great night, as you said. What was it? What was it like on track? Was there a bit of a buzz between the owners and the trainers, knowing that the their greyhounds are getting that little bit closer to a launching pad final? Yeah, there was. There was plenty of that because, as we discussed last week, it's a big build-up. I mean, to be a part of a series like this with the conditions that surround it, it takes a lot of planning from the, the months leading up. So there was a plenty of anticipation. And even throughout the night, people were sort of texting around in, in group messages saying, how good is this? How hot is this racing of these young pups just coming out and, and strutting their stuff? So you're right, it was, it was hot and it was certainly... a one of those nights where you turn up and you feel a bit of electricity in the air. So that's that's why we all do it. Run of the week. Well, speaking about electricity in the air, uh, it doesn't get any bigger than a race with the, the Greyhound by the name of Wow, She's Fast in it. And look, we had a bit of a chat last week, Jace. Before we throw to the race, you tipped her, I went against her. Um, I was worried Photo Man would lead and Wow, She's Fast would lob second and, and then be too good. And it didn't exactly work out that way, did it? No, it didn't because she just brought everything that uh, we know she's got in her armory and that is beginning uh, so very well. Not something she does week to week, as we know, but... She does have it, have it up her sleeve, and she had to do it from that middle draw, and nothing changes again this week with box five, but she was tremendous. Hello, ready. Racing. Wow, well, she's fast. Began on terms. Great acceleration and goes to the lead out of the straight. Photo Man got through to second. Fearless Rory up into the outside to third from Charlie's Misty. Then further back to Town Rocker. Well back. Good to go. Wider was zipping. James last was Eugenie. But wow, she's fast. Is in another league at the moment. Five clear of Photo Man is trying hard. And then Fearless Rory. But here's the favourite for the series. Wow, she's fast. Well, now she's fast by five over Photo Man and Phil. It was an absolute statement as to, to how good she is, Jason. I must say, mate, uh, Dan Hibbert, what a what a wonderful job uh, calling the race. He's an avid listener of the podcast. He tells me most weeks when he's driving to Sandown, he he pops the podcast on. And credit to him, he, he, to be, a, I, I guess, a, a really good caller, in my opinion, it's sensing the moment, and he did with Wow, She's Fast. She began well. When she, she hit the front at the first corner, that, that turn of pace was sensational and he nailed it off the back. She's in a league of her own when she gets it right. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And once the good ones sort of set up a race like that, you know, just put the feet up, listen to the, the good callers do their thing. And Dan was absolutely terrific as he has been for a number of months and especially through that Melbourne Cup carnival. But for we are, she's fast. I mean, she's a favourite for the series for a reason. And I mean, how disappointing would it have been, I guess, from Cal Greeno's point of view, Jim, how she was held back given she did have six wins under her belt to be a part of the series. And if she did make a blue or something, you'd think, geez, uh, not exactly what we wanted. But she turned up with her finest and that was very, very good. It was the same with uh, with Daryl Brennan, a mobile legend, and we will have him on uh, later on in the podcast to chat about, uh, I guess, that wait for, for six or seven weeks to, to prepare for the launching pad and, and what exactly they do. But credit to uh, to Wow, she's fast. Do you, do you think she'll break the 29-second barrier at one point in time? Is she as quick almost as an Aston Rupee? And can she do what he did, or is, is maybe she just a little bit behind his, his pure speed? It's a good question, that. I think what we've seen from her at Sandown, she's knocking on the door without sort of saying, yep, she's going to do it. But what she's done elsewhere, you sort of think, yeah, she's she's got it under in, in a tank to do it. With what she's trialled at Warrigal, she's broken the record for fun and um, she's gone really quick at the Meadows as well. So I think given the right run, right night, yes, she could. Uh, whether she can do it through this series, I, I doubt given when we come into that sort of cooler period you're not sort of getting nights over 20 degrees which certainly is a, a big factor when it comes to carving out crazy times like that thursday's preview well chatting well she's fast we'll chat a, i guess a little bit more about her in this thursday's preview jace because she will play a, a key role in in i guess uh not just uh tomorrow night's racing but just about every metro meeting that she's in moving forward let's uh let's go for Look, I reckon if I could tip four winners, I'll, I'll be honest, Jace, I am out of form at the moment, mate. Can you can you give me some advice? Because you 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 had the binocs and you were seeing them like beach balls last week, and I, I could not see a winner if I tried. Mate, just keep Help plugging away. You know what it's like. You're going to have a shocker and you sort of think, right, I really feel like just getting this form guy throw it in the bin and, and never see it again. <laughs> but you just keep plugging away, and for whatever reason, we nail it the next week. So... <laughs> You know what it's like, mate. Back on the horse, we say. Well, the funny thing is, mate, I couldn't even find the form guide and I've just picked up the form guide and thought, well, here we go. We're in business. And I've just realised I've picked up last week's form guide. Now, that is a form oh. guide I do not want. Get rid of that. I'll keep... Hey, do you want to know a story? Do you want to know a story? Yeah, I love a story. Before we get into the Hit preview. Hit me. A couple of years ago, I was going up for the Million Dollar Chase. Yep. And there was a big night of racing on the, the night before at Wentworth Park. So I've got on the plane... On the Friday, going through the form. Anyway, get to probably race three, four, I'm thinking. Why on earth haven't these feature races popped up yet? I know there's a truckload on the card. Anyway, <laughs> processes through the head a little bit further and think, right, I'm going through Friday night's form here. That was run the night prior. Mate, that's that's why we leave you. for Saturday night. We have, to leave hour, hey? we have to leave you at Sandown, so there's only one night meeting a week. Otherwise, it'll all get too much for you. But it can, hey, it can be confusing. I'm just glad. I've, I've absolutely launched last week's form guide as far away from me as possible. Hey, let's get into tomorrow night. GRV Vic Bread Series final to kick off. It's a fifth grade final. Uh, a race that's pretty deep. They were right on a, on a track that was rain affected, I feel, on Sunday. And Storm Stroller, well, we spoke of him last week. He was... I guess a runner that could have gone to the launching pad didn't because he, he decided to continue racing. And that in itself, to, to think he's of that class, he's going to be very hard to beat in a fifth grade final. 
Yeah, he would be. I think from what we've seen in his past couple of runs, we know he's better than that. He's just one of the the best beginners going going around from that young brigade that we're, we're seeing carved through uh, series like the launching pad at the moment. So box one, tick, tick. He should spear straight to the front and uh, we know what he can do. I know the pink can run as well, runaway miss. So it's, a, it's a pretty deep race, but we'll go with uh, Storm Stroller. Race number two, runway heat number one. This is for the, the Greyhounds down the track in the launching pad heats last week. And I think that's a great thing, Jace, because it gives the Greyhounds who who miss out on the big dollars a chance to, to earn some through these these other other races. And the runway is, is, a, is a fabulous series in itself. And this one here, drawn the cherry. My goodness, Black Spartacus. If he gets it right, Jace, he, he's... For mine, a type of dog that could run a 29-20 without any surprise whatsoever. He walks out of the box. He doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's fast. I'll tip him on top. He's really fast. And that turn of foot that he's got, probably from halfway up the straight the first time to probably the back split, he's absolutely phenomenal. He's a rocket. I'm with number four, good to go. Just thought there was stuff or pace, and he's inside here. So... He can split okay, and I just think he might be able to find himself in a pretty positive spot. So number four, good to go for me. It's a race with no pace, really. Uh, even raised if, if nah, he was very to, minimal. Yeah, if raised was to get it right, he could almost land in front here. So yeah, not a lot of speed in that one. Race number three, couple of important scratchings already. Uh, Kelsey Bale and Exalted, and that would mean more than most likely Big Opal Rocks if he doesn't get a run in another heat of the uh, the runway. He'll take his place here now. If he goes into box number one, um, I'll I'll say he's near on unbeatable Big Opal Rocks. If he gets it right, he is coming off a, a tumble in the heat last week, but no doubt he's come through that well. H how do you see this, Jace? If he gets a run, Big Opal Rocks, he wins. If he doesn't run in this race, I'll tip Red Reactor on top. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the sweat now for Mario Baganti is that he's got a run, and now it depends what draw he's gotten. So we know there's a big difference between boxes one and six. So, look, if he goes to one, you're right, unbeatable. If he goes into six, absolutely still the one to beat. Um, so I'll be with him. Just one of the fastest greyhounds in the country. And if he gets a run, as long as he uh, stays in all four, unlike he did last week, watch out. Race four, I'm going my each-way best bet of the night here. Number two, Dr. Gwen. I, look, I, I, I thought she missed the kick last week from box number six, was trying to accelerate... Uh, probably, in my opinion, meets one of the easier heats of the runway. So I just thought, based on that run a couple of starts ago, behind Black Sail and then the wins at Sail in 24.56, if she can reproduce that with a 4.98 early, you know she's going to be in front. If there's any trouble behind, she's she's might, you know, hopefully be far enough in front and away. But I do like Cybertruck. I do like Slingshot Jonesy. But I'm going to lean to Dr. Gwen here. Each way, best better than night to lead all of the way. Yeah, I was tossing up here between Three Wishes and Cybertruck. I went with Three Wishes because I think she's going to be a much better price. And look, she jumped from the pink last week and she began all right in a pretty positive spot. They just got dragged down at a, a really important stage of the race. So I think from a, an inside draw, she can uh, have a better run in front of her. So I thought she might be a price and I'll have her on top. Race five. I'm tipping Wow, she's fast, but stay tuned. We're going to have uh, Daryl Brennan on the podcast. Once I remove you, Jace, Daryl Brennan and Ed Burrett are going to come on and uh, give a little bit of inside info. So it'll be interesting to see. I I'd, I'd expect improvement from Mobile Legend, but Wow, she's fast. As, as Dan said, she's in a league of her own when she gets it right. And I made the mistake of tipping against her last week. Not, uh, not the same this week, my friend. Yeah, I'll be with her as well, Jim. Just, She's got Hometown Hero on her outside, who's 
doesn't have a lot of box speed. And then on uh, her inside as well, Belle Violin, who I understand can use a bit of the track, but um, doesn't have the pace of, of Sharni as she's known well. She's fast, so I'll be with her again. You could bet live in the run last week, Amron Boy at the first corner. What, what price are you giving me on him making the next round Ooh. of the launching pad? Uh, making the next round? Or, or finishing second um, at least. It was... Oh, no finishing chance. second. You'd had to get double figures. Yeah. Huge run though, wasn't it? Huge run. Yeah, big. That turn of foot through that middle part of the race down the back straight, you thought, like everyone had eyes on him and, and what he was going to do. And when he found himself where he was, you thought, right, he's in a bit of drama here. Mm. But when he got that saloon run, a turn of foot, you, you couldn't help but just have your eyes dragged to him. It was um, very impressive. I think he'll be winning this yeah. semi of the launching pad. Uh, Jim, what do you think? It's hard, it's hard, like you say, to, to have your eyes dragged to a greyhound who's that far off the leader. But he, he just stood out, didn't he, the way he worked through. He did get luck at the first corner, but it's one thing to get it and then use it yeah. and then run the way he did and, and close the way he did. Uh, I think the Ennises will breathe a massive sigh of relief with Brett and I just to have the inside you know, part of the track. That's the, the difference from last week. He just has to begin and hold. If he does that, he wins. Race number seven. I'm with number one, Fearless Rory. I just don't know how many times I can keep putting him up there. Uh, he can race a little bit greenly time to time, but he has got a big motor. And this probably is his chance in the sense that he's drawn the red again. He's had a few looks at Sandown now. If he's going to perform like he can on the provincials here at Sandown, this might be the night he does it. Yeah, I thought this was the most open of the semifinals. I went with wrote the script. It's just that win at Geelong was elite 22 11 i mean you don't get many who set, set those sort of numbers and don't go on to, to be a real prominent force at, at city level so um i'll be with him from the squeeze draw race number eight oh, i was tossing up between a few amlin emperor is a jet plantiff is really smart wants the inside I think they're going to be hard to beat. But my theory was if Plantiff comes across, has a bump with Amlin Emperor, she's refined, going to get the jump on them from deep out. So I'll go with number seven, but not a great deal of confidence. Yeah, I'll be with Plaintiff here, number five. I thought he was terrific last week. And the, the tick that I've got next to his name for Thursday night, Jim, is he's got Amlin Emperor on his inside who can show a bit of toe, but does want to get down to the rail as well. So I think there's going to be a, a bit of real estate there for Plaintiff to run into. Well, that's all he needs. Let's speed this up now to wrap up the uh, the Thursday night preview. Race nine, I'm going two just like Mick. How do you see it, Jace? Spot on. He's got a, a real talent of uh, stepping straight to the front. Hasn't done it in his past couple, but capable. I'm with him as well. I'm making a mistake. I'm tipping Grace's spirit again. I don't know how many times, Jace, on this podcast <laughs> I can keep tipping this dog, but there's so much speed. She's going to get back, but if they pack up a little bit, surely she's going to get her chance to thunder home in one of these. Well, she's good enough. That's all a matter of where she settles and if she wants to go on and, and get the job done. I'm with Flaming Rush for Shane Drummond. It's just humming at the moment, beginning well. And I think she goes straight to the front and, and give him something to chase again. Big run last week, stay strong. Uh, had no right to get as close as it did at the end. I think will be very hard to beat in race 11. Again, drawn down to the inside in three. I'm with her as well. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure there because Tough Tears does want to get down to the rail, but... She got well back in the field, stay strong and finish well. So I'm with her again. I want to get some spray paint and just jot down on the wall here behind me, Jace. The greyhounds that I should stop tipping. And one of those is Subtle Art. I've been on him every time. He, he was costly at the Meadows, but he was unlucky. He almost got through to hit the front last week. And look, I don't know how many times I can keep tipping him, but I will here again. Uh, subtle Art, I'm going in race number 12. How do you see it? 
Strikes me as a dog who trialled the house down. I don't know for sure, but I reckon he would and just hasn't put it all together yet in his racing. I'm with Emron last number five. Terrific at the Meadows in her last start. And look, still learning. Another one for B9, the, the combination between him and, and Brooke and Jamie Ennis. So uh, I think he'll take it. She will take out the last. Great night of racing. What was your best there, Jace, on the 12 race card? Is there one that stands out? Best bet. I haven't picked one out, but I'll scroll through. Emron Boy's going to be too short. Oh, never too um, short. Never too short, mate, as long as they win. Never too short. Um, let's go sort of an each way, go three wishes. Race four, number three in heat three of the runway. All right, mate. So we're both putting our best bet in race number four. Talk about going head-to-head -head on, on our Ooh, second episode together. It's what it's all about. Hey, mate, I've been really, really busy this week, Jace. Just before we let you go, mate, it's now our, our favourite uh, segment coming up, the Punters Punting Club, and, and have a listen to this. Punters Punting Club. There it is. Stinger for the Punters Punting Club. What do you think, mate? I've been hard at work. Well, look, I think everyone would have heard last week and, and thought, hmm, maybe he's got a bit, of, a bit of work to do here. But yeah. that's what he's done. He's gone on the tools, and that's much better, Jim. I like have, it. A, have another listen to it, mate. I love the start of it. Ready? Hunters, hunting club. It's, it's almost like... It's like a sci-fi sort of criminal oh. sort of documentary. <laughs> I was thinking more like a walking through a forest type of thing or a jungle, you know, when there's all, you know, I, I don't know. I, I like it, though. I think we're going to stick with that eight. Speaking of sticking with it, uh, last week you're on fire. Tipped a lot of winners and, and you performed pretty well on the Punters Punting Club. You you had a cover bet on Amlin Empress, starting price $3.90. You had $10 a win. So you've got $39 in the bank. I've got absolutely zilch. Vader Bale, I'm not even going to speak about. Um, we get an extra 50 each this week. How, how are you going to play, mate? You've already got 39 in the kitty. You can spend 50 this week. What, what are you going to do? I think on the one I mentioned before, three wishes, race four, number three. So we might get a bit creative here and go $30 the place and $20 the win. So that's the way I'm going to be tackling uh, the punning uh, challenge for us this week. Jim, how about yourself? Well, again, mate, I've, I've got the form guide now in front of me for the Meadows on last Saturday. So it's not working for me at the moment. But no, look, I'm going to take you on head to head. That's what it's all about. I'm going to go race four, number two, and I'm going to replicate your bet. $20 the win, $30 the place, but I'll go with Dr. Gwen, my best bet of the night. So they're the two uh, punters, punting club punts this week. Have you had fun again, Jace? Always good fun sharing a bit of time with you, Jim. And um, as we always say, it's just so easy talking about these good dogs. So looking forward to Thursday. It's going to be a beauty. As I let you go, mate, what's the one thing that is going to be spoken about from tomorrow night's racing. If we were to read the Greyhound paper on the Friday morning, what will it be? Give us the what if? What if Big Opa Rocks was in that final? Oh, I like it. I did not even ask you to plan that, and you've absolutely nailed it, mate. Uh, thanks for coming on again. Good luck tomorrow night. We'll chat to you next week. Yeah, cheers, Jim. Enjoy. Inside Info. Well, it is launching pad time. Inside info, semi-final number one. We see a greyhound by the name of Mobile Legend prepared by Team Brennan. And we've got Daryl Brennan on the line. How are you, Daz? All right? How are you, James? Yeah, I'm doing great, mate. Thank you. Mate, appreciate your time. You're currently uh, coaching the local footy. Is that right? Yeah, well, son's playing uh, for the boroughs in uh, Sebastopol, so he's 
took off footy training tonight and um, yeah, looking forward to the season. Yeah, definitely. When do they kick off, mate? Are they looking, they looking strong pre-season or what's the go? Oh, Sunday they kick off, mate. Um, so, but yeah, it's a good little team, so they should get a few wins this year, which will be which will be good. That's what it's all about. Speaking of winners, mobile legend, he's a, he's a bit of a winning machine. He's won his last three, and I actually had a, a few people send a message through to the show this week saying, "Can you please get Daryl Brennan on because he, he we, we want to learn about the decision of going to the launching pad because we wind the clock back to the tenth of Feb. We're roughly what's that six seven weeks away from the launching pad series. He wins his sixth sixth race start, and then it's either continue to race him or pull him off the track and wait for the launching pad. Can you talk us through that that moment, how you came up with the decision to sit there and wait, and, and as it turned out, it was the right decision? Yeah, look, James, with, with a dog with his ability, we sort of had no sort of choice. We had to sort of go for a race like this. Um, you know, basically, yeah, it was the criteria sort of fitted him. Um, he was going great, um, so, look, why not? It's good money on offer, so... Um, these dogs don't come along very often, so you've got to give it a good crack. What do, you, what do you do for seven weeks, though? Because we all know race fitness, there's nothing like it. You're going into a, a series like the launching pad. Was it tough to try and replicate, I guess, that workload leading in, or, or how did you come up with that? Look, it is a little bit tough. Um, nothing beats race fitness, definitely. Um, but we gave him a couple of weeks spell, um, just changed his whole routine, changed his diet, gave him a great freshen up. Um, and then basically brought him back. Um, and look, the dog's really gone better than ever. He's had some real cracking trials around Geelong. Um, so we can't really can't really complain. And the dog will be better for the run, definitely after last week's win. Um, so moving forward, yeah, I think he's going to improve each week in his series. You just said changing his diet up. Is, is that almost to make him feel like he's having a holiday? Or what, what's the, the reasoning behind that? I want to say change the diet. We just give him you know, a lot of stews. Um, just, just different meals, so you know he, he just gets a bit of a buzz in his system yeah. again. Um, that's about all, yeah. Well, mate, it worked because he, he bounced from box number five, overcame you know a moderate start, bit of trouble, and, and powered clear to win uh, his heat of the launching pad by four and a half lengths. You, you must have been pretty happy with the performance. He went twenty nine seventy, but we all know he can go a lot faster than that. Yeah, that's it, James. Look, he, he got he got a bit of a check on the first corner, and that so he got pushed wide. So. Look, we know what he can do. He tried, as I said, he tried really good there on the Harrow track. Um, look, if he gets a clear run early, I know we've drawn one of the best sprinters in the country in, in the semi-finals. But look, he's got plenty of ability, and um, hopefully he puts his right foot forward to start. And um, if he does that, he's going to be right up there, definitely. Is that a good thing to draw? Wow, she's fast for your boy. Is it, is it good for you guys to see where where not? I, I suppose you're at at the moment and also, you know, if, if you can challenge a greyhound like, wow, she's fast and, and, and I suppose it opens the doors for Mobile Legend. You know his ability, but if he can land a semi of a launching pad, defeat a greyhound who's won the Phoenix, that must just give you confidence to then know you can target every big race with him effectively. Oh, look, for sure. For sure, James. Um, look, it's going to be a big ask. Look, look, I think if, wow, she's fast, is at its best, it's going to be very hard to beat. Um, you know, he's going to give her, you know, if he doesn't think right early, I think he's going to give her a good, a good show anyway. So, um, and he's still young, he's still learning. So look, the future is going to be bright for him. And 
um, and that's what we're looking forward to. Well, mate, they say patience pays, and we hope that is the case with uh, with your boy Mobile Legend having a, a seven-week spell and then bouncing back with a win, and he's only one run away now from making the launching pad of 2022. So we wish you well there. Just before we let you go, mate, your involvement in Greyhound Racing, how did it begin, and, and what kind of setup have you got at the moment? How many are you training? Um, at the moment, mate, we've got probably about 10, 10 in work. Um, we've got a litter book just named, which are going to be very handy dogs. Um, we've bred that. We've bred, we've bred probably five or six litters in the last few months. Um, we're situated in Ballarat on 150 acres. Um, got a straight track, uh, you know, 40, 50 kennels. We do a lot of breaking in for some clients, pre-training for, for Ray Border, um, George Ferrugio. Um, so yeah, it's nice to have a few sort of paying customers, but obviously our dream is to keep breeding and obviously get that, that real good dog in the future. Well, there might be that good dog and that paying customer in the shape of mobile legend with the launching pad, mate. It's, uh, it's great to have you on. Good luck tomorrow night. Race five, number three, we'll be cheering for you. Thanks James very much. Inside Info. Well, a man who was living the high life at a restaurant last week while his greyhound salutes at 100 to 1 at Sandown Park in a heat of one of the great races, the launching pad, is Ed Burrett. And he's been good enough to come on the podcast all of the way. Who knows where he is at the moment? He's a very well-travelled man. How are you, Ed? Hey, mate. How are you going? I'm no, good. Just... You back home in South Oz now? Yeah, yeah. Back in South Australia. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about uh, yourself and, and your involvement in greyhound racing before we chat about Let's Win Coin. I, I believe you were you were brought up on the central coast of, of New South Wales and you've travelled around a fair bit. Yeah, yeah. So I grew up on the mid-north coast um, in Australia. Um, moved down to Sydney when I was 17 playing rugby and then basically had a lot of injuries when I was young and retired from that. I think I was only 20. Um, and yeah, I was just working in a pub and started following the dogs and went from there. Became a, a punter for probably four or five years and then kind of that wasn't enough I wanted to get a bit more involved so um, went over and worked with Jason and Jess Sharp and, and then spent some time with the Grenfells as well um, but yeah then came back to Adelaide um, and just live here now with my partner and just have two dogs in the backyard and kind of try to get some better kind of 500 metre dogs and then potentially if they're good enough they go to Melbourne like um between so. Getting involved in, in greyhound racing, you, you said, uh, I guess, coming from, you know, just watching them at the pub, if, if you were to give advice to somebody who does want to do exactly what you did and, and get involved in, in greyhound racing, what would you what would you say to them? Uh, we would have started in Adelaide and I just, um, I think I did ask um, GRSA, like, is there any trainers that need help or anything? And then um, they said, um, they gave me a number to contact and then they said, I'll talk to this guy. So I ended up doing a little bit of helping out with Marty Doyle, who has a few dogs here in Adelaide. And, yeah, it just went from there. I kind of – I was getting a bit sick of just being behind the computer and, you know, doing form and then watching on TV. I wanted to get a bit more involved. And, um, yeah, so I started doing that and then obviously more into ownership now and um, even breeding with um, my mate Dale. So we've bred, bred a litter out of Champagne Lux. And, yeah, basically, if you want to get involved, I'd, I'd, I'd say um, – yeah, contact, contact whatever governing body you're in, and they're usually more than helpful. Yeah. 
Well, mate, uh, it's worked out well for you because you've got Let's Win Coin going around in a semi-final of the launching pad. And before we chat about tomorrow night, tell us a little bit about watching the race last week. Yeah, so we're in Brisbane, um, just at a restaurant and kind of, I thought she was a good place chance. I didn't think she would win. So we kind of were hopeful, but weren't expecting too much. And then, um, yeah, so we got the iPad out in the middle of the restaurant (laughs) and we're watching and... Oh, I just couldn't believe it. I was, I was in, I was in shock afterwards. Um, not so much at the time, probably the margin, but then rewatching it, it looked like all the other dogs were trying to knock each other out. But um, yeah, and no, I just, just so happy and and just really pleased for her as well because you know she's um, well she's the one that put put all the effort in and done it all on the track. I've just kind of just been a caretaker really. Well, mate, she's uh, she's very impressive. Last week, twenty nine fifty seven five oh nine early. Did the first split surprise you at all? Um, it would surprise people who uh, who don't see a trial, but she was trialing really quick out of the boxes, um, and then I put her in a race, and she just wasn't coming out. Um, so, yeah, yes and no. I mean, I mean, maybe the new environment, three weeks off, she kind of yeah, she just wanted to be there. And box um, yeah. number three in the in the uh, the semi does does that play to her advantage? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Where does she need yeah, to sit? Sorry, mate. Where does she need to sit to win it? Uh, to win that semi, she will need to probably lead, or at least be first to defence. If are she's you... first to defence, then they've got to go around the type thing. Are you are you confident if she if she does lead, she'll hold a few of these big boys and girls off? Yeah, I like the draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. Well, mate, yeah. all the best uh, tomorrow night in a launching pad semi-final with uh, with Let's Win Coin. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Well, that's Ed Burrett. He's got a runner going around in the launching pad uh, semi-finals. He hasn't got just the one either. Also, his other greyhound prepared by himself, Charlie's Misty, qualified with a fourth behind Wow, She's Fast. So... Terrific effort for uh, for a young trainer, Ed Burrett, to get two runners into the semi-finals of the launching pad. But it looks like Let's Win Coin is the standout of the pair. Well, that wraps up a, a big show again on the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you are wanting to know more about Greyhound Racing in Victoria, follow GRV on the socials and, and you won't miss a thing. Until next time, putters, as always, safe travelling and happy putting.